Welcome to the 242nd, a podcast. All right, welcome to Earth, the most confusing place in the universe. All right, it's just me rambling on. Um, it is the 5th of July. Uh, this little encounter, the last part of May, June... I apologize if anyone actually listens to this on a regular basis. I am way behind on everything. Um, been lazy. Did an episode of The Brew Pill for YouTube last week. Um, nothing's really regular because life is depressing. Um, if you've been anywhere in the United States in the last couple of weeks, you know that some people are going to praise it. And I don't understand how you can praise somebody's rights being taken away. Um... The Supreme Court has gone a little crazy, in my opinion. I mean, we barely hear from them the last two or three decades of my life. And now suddenly they're overturning crap, which they don't need to mess with. I mean, it's very disappointing. And the, and the more disappointing part is that the other side hasn't even tried to stop anything. So which is basically... People's rights being stripped away. And some people can disagree, but... You know, you can be pro-choice and still be pro-life. Um, because you can choose something for yourself... And not infringe upon other people's rights, if that makes any sense. And it's so disappointing and nowadays... To... See that... It, people... And then the argument is, well, it should be the state's rights. And I'm like, going, there's like 13 states that automatically had clauses written in that if, if if Roe versus Wade ever got overturned, that uh, abortion would be banned. I mean, there were clauses written into their constitutions in each state. So, giving it a state's right is... It's ridiculous. For the simple fact is, obviously, people who... I mean, you can look in the history books in the 40s, 50s, 60s, before Roe versus Wade, and it was in states' rights, and people died, and it's just disappointing. And and now I'm hearing about this new thing where it could, um, they're looking at a Harper case that it could infringe upon people's voting rights, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me in this day, this age? It's 2022, and it feels like we went through COVID, and now people have just lost their fucking minds. Like, come on. You can live your life without infringing upon other people's rights. And you can justify it any way you want in your mind. But you're infringing upon other people's rights. This is the land of the fucking free. The free. Do you remember what free is supposed to be? It's not supposed to be just a white thing. It's not. It's an everybody thing. Men, women, binary, non-binary. Children, every race, every religion. This country was not formed as a Christian nation. Now, people seem to think it was because the words on in God we trust is on money, which wasn't put on money until 1948. If you read the founding, you want to go back to the founding fathers who were slave owners and everything. Come on. It's just so fucking disappointing. And it's so fucking depressing.
It's like, I don't know. I, I don't get it personally. And I'm going to try to get on to better things because I like talking about movies. And everyone thinks it's not going to affect them, but this is going to affect everybody. All these things will affect everybody one way or another. I mean, we're having shootings. We had a, July 4th, there was a shooting at a parade. We've got to do something. And, and, and it, it's funny, people will fight all day for the right to have a gun. And people will fight all day to not have to wear a mask in public. But you'll quickly take away somebody's right to do something with their own body. And I guarantee you if the shoe was on the other foot, I'm a male, and, and if the shoe was on the other foot and men were being told you had to be castrated or you had to be have a hysterectomy you know, or a vasectomy, sorry, people would be up in arms, but it's perfectly okay to tell somebody they can or can't have a child. It's their body, it's their choice, it's their right. And you may not agree with it, but when you make something illegal... People will do it, and people will end up getting hurt or die because they're left with no choice. We've seen this everything. When I mean, people can't even look back to the 30s with prohibition. It lasted, what, two years? Because people wanted to tell you, right, to drink. Because, you know, your body, your choice. You should be able to get drunk, right? But you're going to make somebody who deals with whatever issue they're dealing with. You're going to make them carry a child when we've got over 400,000 children in the freaking foster care system who never get adopted, kids who never grow up with parents, but you're going to put more in there. You, you don't have free health care. And, and here, here's the thing. If you've ever tried to adopt a child, it's it's not easy. Some pe Some people... I don't know how they get it easy, but it's not an easy process. Me and my wife tried to do it. Um, I have a sister-in-law who's in the middle of it that she's been dealing with it for, I think, going on her third year. Um, anyway. Anyway, I'm going to try to go through some movies, I guess, here to try to... Going through... <clears throat> My wife had heard about Yellowstone. And we'd had Paramount. I was like, man, it's on the Paramount channel. Guess what? It's not on the Paramount app. It's on the Peacock app because they bought the rights for a Paramount show because Paramount didn't know it was going to be a hit, even though you've got, you know, Kevin Cosner in it, Luke Grimes. This is a show, I'll tell you. Um, Cole Hauser. This is a really good show, and it's a it's a dark show in a lot of ways. Um, about a rancher and his family and Indian reservations and Indians, Native Americans. I apologize. Um, it's a good show. Um, it's pretty brutal at times. And this is one thing if we're going to talk about abortion because. In this show, it goes back to one of the Kev, Kevin Beth Dutton. She's the daughter, and at an early age, if you watch the show, and I'm sorry if I'm going to do spoilers here, 
she had an abortion because she was young. And she did it on an Indian reservation. And the rules there are like, if you do it here, you have, you get fixed, basically. And I'm like, wow. So, I'm really curious if that is an actual law. Because that sounds like you're trying to erase a part of Native Americans right there. Is, you know, if you do it here, then you have to be fixed. Because that's kind of funny, uh, you know. If you know how difficult as a woman it is to be fixed, you have to have doctor's consent. You have to, you have had to ha be at a certain age. You have had to had so many children. There's rules and regulations where a man can simply go get a vasectomy. I think at the age of 21, if he wants to be fixed, because they're reversible, you get a reversible vasectomy. But for a woman, and a woman can have to get hysterectomy because of health issues. Not just because she doesn't want kids, but there's other very, very, you know, varying reasons. And women are made to jump through hoops for their body. And this is not a new thing. This is an ongoing thing. And I'm going right back to the what's pissing me off right now. Anyway, watch Yellowstone. Um, it's on the Peacock app if you're interested. Um... It's really good. There's four seasons. They're about to start a fifth season. Um, it's really interesting. My, if you watch it, my favorite character is Casey, one of the sons. Um, but that's me. That's as far as I'm going to go on that. <sighs> going back on Hulu, found a, a movie called Spencer. Didn't know exactly what it was about. It was about Diana Spencer, you know, Princess Di. And it was going through um, holiday season while she was still alive. Um, where it's a Christmas season just before it came out that Charles was having his affair. And December 1991. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's a, it's a different way to view what happened to her and her change from dealing with all the stress of being in the royal family. Um, it has Kristen Stewart in it. I did not know she played Diana. She was actually, this is probably my favorite role that she's ever done because she really played the part really well and, and I enjoyed it. It's a, it's kind of a dark movie. It takes place over just a couple of days in time. Like I said, over the Christmas holidays, um, Timothy Spall's in it. Um, Sean Harris. Just look at the faces that I know. But it's very interesting. Like I said, you can find it on Hulu if you have Hulu. Or you can get it at Redbox. I've seen it on Redbox now. Um, it was very interesting. It's a little slow. It's not one of those things that are... If you're, if you're interested in the royal family, it's interesting. If you're interested in something that's going to blow your mind, it's not. If that makes any sense, I don't know. Um, it brought a lot of humanity to something, to somebody who has always been blown up by the media. And I, I think that's a good thing myself, but that's my opinion. Um, HBO Max finally watched the new, uh, 2021 Mortal Kombat. Um, Louis Tan, uh, 
I knew some faces, but I didn't know their names. This is a based on the video game, um, of course. Um, it was enough to keep my interest. Um, it's as good as the other Mortal Kombat movies, except it doesn't have the music. A little bit more serious. Uh, I haven't played the game in years, but I don't know if this cool young character that Lewis Tan played is a new one. I mean, you got Sonya Blade, Kano, Bihan, Jax, Emily. The characters who've been in the games, 1, 2, and 3. Lord Raiden, of course. Hanzo. Um, which, you know, you got Scorpion and Sub-Zero. It's interesting. Um, there's enough to keep my interest. If you're looking for depth, it's it's based on a video game, so got some cool little effects, you know. Of course, with Sub Zero and his ice. Uh, also on HBO Max, um, me and my wife sat down and we watched The Pacific. We had seen uh, Band of Brothers years ago. We never seen the The Pacific. It was really interesting showing um, all the Marines and everything. They had to go through the island fighting against the Japanese in World War II. You know, Band of Brothers was Normandy and D-Day, which was on one side of the world. This was happening on the other side of the world, and this was the Marines instead of the Army and the Air Force. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth seeing. Um, a lot of the people, you can actually look up the real-life people and see what happened after the war. Because um, this is written on memoirs. Um, the thing that kind of hit me is... Rami Malek was in there. And Rami has like been my favorite since Mr. Robot. And this was before Mr. Robot, I believe. But he's really good at it. Of course, Tom Hanks narrating it. It's it's really good. World War II, 10 episodes. Um... Like I said, you can look up the actual people and see their actual stories, which makes it a little bit more real, I guess. Um, also, okay, we got two things coming out that came out on Disney Plus over the last month: um, the Obi Wan Kenobi six episode miniseries or something. Of course, bringing back Owen McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Um, you got to see the Inquisitors, which made this interesting. I'm not big on Star Wars lore. Star Wars lore. This is kind of um, after Revenge of the Sith, before A New Hope, where you know Obi Wan is retired. And he's on the I think was it Tatooine, and he's watching over Luke. Of course, then you hear about a young the young Leia, and Jimmy Smith is brought back. Of course. Um. But it, it, it's, it's pretty cool. You got O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in it. Um, some of it's a little silly. Like, some people... There was a couple of scenes, like... When young Leia is running away from these bad guys. And, you know, a little girl can't outrun grown men. So they used the little trick camera work where... You know, they're running... Just walking into trees and stuff. It, the The... That episode kind of got a lot of people a little cross at it, but it's just, you know, take it for what it is. Just like um, when one of the Inquisitors is chasing Leia and there's a tunnel scene and then suddenly she's at the other end of the tunnel and blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to spoil anything, but there's a couple of questionable parts. You're like, 
you're missing something in the storytelling or the way the cameras issue, you know, are shot. But it's enjoyable. Of course, everyone's asking if there's going to be a second Obi-Wan Kenobi because everyone likes Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. And it's, it's a good story. Of course, also the same, I think two weeks after that started, Miss Marvel started on Disney Plus. Um, bringing you a whole new part of the Marvel Universe. I am not up to date on Miss Marvel, but she's a very interesting character. Um, Kamala Khan, um, Pakistan Muslim. And it's just very interesting because there's things you can educate yourself on. The hero and then the uh, Islam religion and the mosques. And like I said, I, I'm not very knowledgeable on any of this. Any of this, so this is probably just you know a beginner's guide on that. But it's a nice way to introduce people into different parts of the world instead of just what you know about superheroes. And if something can open your eyes to something, you hope that it can educate them in ways that they can open their eyes to other parts. Um, now, of course, I'm sure there are people who are going to be cross about that, but they just need to grow up because the world is changing. Um, but it's very good so far. Um, I think we're five episodes in, four or five. Um, it's interesting seeing about her powers because the little bit I've seen about her powers on, I think, the video games. She's she's on one of the Avengers video games, the Lego ones that me and my son plays, and she just seems to have stretching powers on that. So she has a little different powers here with her bracelet. Um, but it's very interesting. Um, I like the way it's shot. It's very about her imagination. So... It's very good for kids as well. And adults, because you can educate yourself on things, you know. Once again, going through a lot of this. Um, we still do Redbox sometimes, because sometimes we can't find stuff on the different things that we subscribe to. Um, one of those is The Addams Family 2. It's a 2021 animated. Uh, it's a sequel to the 2019 Addams Family. Um... Once again, starring Oscar Isaac, who plays Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars movies, as Gomez Adams. You got Charlize Theron as Morticia, um, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday, Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester, Snoop Dogg as Cousin It, Bette Midler is the Grandma, Bill Hader is Cyrus Strange, Conrad Vernon is Lurch, um, Wallace Shawn is Mr. Mustella. So you got a lot of uh, familiar faces, familiar voices when you hear. Um, it's actually a lot of big names for a sequel. This is basically the story of when, basically Wednesday. Um, I don't remember the original two movies with uh, Raul Julia. I don't remember their how their stories go, but this is just a lot about Wednesday. This movie. It's just, you know it's a fun kids movie. Um, some people look at kids' movies and they, we've lucked out on like Pixar movies, how Pixar movies are just relatable to adults. But sometimes you just need a kids' movie. So if you've got kids, 12, 10, 8, they'll enjoy the, the animated Adams Family movies. It's easy for the, them to digest. It's not too hard, you know. 
And they're enjoyable. Even as adults, they're not too bad, really. Um, also, we got from Red Redbox um, American Underdog, which was a 2021 movie with Zachary Levi and Anna pa Paquin, Paquin um, and Dennis Quaid. Um, Adam Baldwin. Uh, this is the story of Kurt Warner. If you know who Kurt Warner, American football player. Um, of course, this is how he went from not making the NFL to working at a grocery store to never giving up and trying to getting into the Arena Football League and then get pick, being picked up by the St. Louis Rams. And a lot of people know this story, but this is just a a lot more of his life story because, like, when he married Brenda, I didn't know she had two kids. I don't. I don't know his his life story. You know, you you hear about him as an NFL person, and you know what he went through as an NFL person. How he came against the odds, and he was a great quarterback. Won, uh, I think, two Super Bowls. Um, became known, you know, as with his receivers. Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt um, as the greatest show on turf, and how the St. Louis Rams went from nobodies to to world champions. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, I know if you read the book, there's a lot of things they left out, but you know, for some reason, to compact it into a movie, they got to leave out some things, which I don't never understand. But it's a decent movie. Um, it's a feel good movie, of course. Uh, Zachary does a good job. I I, I like. Zachary Levi and most things he does. And we can't wait for Shazam 2 to come out. But on Disney Plus, going back and forth I am. Um, my friends over at Cup of Rad had, re had reviewed this a couple of their episodes ago. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Now, I did not grow up watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, but the way they described it, it sounded really interesting to me. So I went to watch it. I really liked this. My kid, my son liked it. He had no knowledge of Chippendale either because he didn't grow up on, you know, he's not growing up on them. But this is 30 years after the TV show. And it plays off the TV show. And that's what makes it funny. Um, you've got Andy Samberg and John Mulaney being Chippendale. And that's funny in itself because you're like, why, why aren't these parts, why don't they sound the same? And then you... This is like if Chippendale existed in real life and their cartoons. It's very similar to Ro Who Framed Roger Rabbit. If you liked Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you're going to really like this movie because it does it does a lot of crazy stuff with a lot of other characters that you've got to question how they got the rights to do them. And I'm I personally wonder if it's because this was made strictly for streaming and um you know, streaming rights are different than certain other rights, you know, like, and that's why I wonder how they can slip some of these characters in there. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. If you have kids, you're going to love it. Will Arnett's in there. Eric Bana's in there. Um, Dennis Haber Haysbert's in there. Keegan Michael Key's in there. Um, Tim Robinson. Oh, that's not, I thought, that's not, oh, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons. That's funny because my son couldn't recognize J.K. Simmons' voice every time he hears him now. Since Spider-Man movies, every time he's in a movie, he can recognize his voice. Um, but this is a this is a really funny movie. 
there's a lot of guest starring certain characters. Like I said, I'm not going to tell you. You just got to see it. This is one of my one of the funnier movies I, we got to see in the last month. Um, after that, also we got it red box because we haven't been able to find it on a service yet. Was the 2021 Ghostbusters Afterlife? Um, I was hesitant about this. I never saw the last Ghostbusters where they have the female crew with Melissa McCarthy, I believe. Um, not because I haven't wanted to, I just never got around to it. Um, this is starring Paul Rudd and Finn Wolfhard, of course, from Stranger Things, McKenna Grace, who was in, um, the Sheldon show. She plays in there. Um, Bill Murray. Well, I'm not going to spoil too much because it's directed by Jason Reitman and it was also written co-written by Jason Reitman and his friend Gil Kennan. Um, Jason is a son of Ivan Reitman who directed the first two movies. And you can tell this is, this is one of those. And I've talked about this in previous episode of a love letter, like um, West side story. Steven Spielberg's West side story is a love letter for his favorite movie. West side story. This is a love letter for the original ghostbusters. Um, this is, if you haven't seen it, if you like the first two movies, you're going to like this. It's a lot. It's a lot more serious, but it still does have its funny points. Um, it is. It's right along the Ghostbusters alley. So my phone's locking up on me. I love it. Um, Paul Rudd was better than I thought he would be in here because sometimes Paul Rudd can. I, he's good. He just gets it gets to me sometimes. Um, okay. Going back. Another one I had to get from um, Redbox. And some people grunt and groan. I had to see it. Morbius. It's a Sony movie with a Marvel character. Of course, Jared Leto. That a lot of people are burning out on Jared Leto. About the biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism. Um, also smart, starring Matt Smith, Jared Harris, Tyrese Gibson, Michael Keaton. Um, this was an okay movie. I mean, it could have been worse. It's kind of like the way Bla the very first Blade movie hit me. Um, it gets you into a character. Now, if they do a second Morbius, you need to follow the Blade rules and just get Del, Gu Del, Guermo, uh, Del Guermo over there to direct uh, Morbius 2 so it can be totally badass like Blade 2 was. Um, it's enough to keep your interest. Um, I'm a little confused by the after credit scenes because there's two after credit scenes which involve Michael Keaton. I don't really understand where that's coming from. Um, in one preview, you saw him walking in front of a Spider-Man airbrush on the wall that said murderer, which they never showed in the movie. Um, you also see it where he has a line where he references Venom, which makes no sense because the rest of the movie doesn't ever reference Venom. So uh, you're supposed to just 
you know, like I said, the after credit scenes to me make no sense of why that would cross over into this because this is the Sony Marvel Universe. So I'm pretty sure being the Sony Marvel Universe, it, it should connect to e one of the first two Spider-Man, you know, Toby or Andrew. Okay. I don't know how it, it references into Michael Keaton's character from the Marvel um, <coughs> so that's a little confusing to me. And like I said, they don't even reference Venom at all, except for where he says it to somebody, which makes no sense. If they would have seen a news report or something on TV or something relatable, it might have made a lot more sense. Um, and Matt Smith was good. You know, we love him as the doctor, but Matt Smith is, I don't know, can he cut his hair or something? Because he... Unless, unless he does something too drastic every time I see him in a movie, even in Terminator Genesis, he's still the Doctor. Um, but anyway, I digress. Also coming to Disney Plus, this just came out, they have a new Baymax series. Baymax Explanation Point. I guess that's supposed to be something special. They're 11-minute shorts. Um, so they're easy to... You can watch. sit down and watch all six and... You know, 66 minutes. So in an hour, you can watch it. Um, it's pretty funny. It, it's basically picking up after the end of Big Hero 6. Delving more into the uh, Baymax character. Um, the animation's the same as the movie. I don't know why they waited so long to make it a Disney Plus series. Um, Maya Rudolph is in there. As cast once again. All the original characters. Um, of course it doesn't delve into. Big Hero 6. You don't have anybody but. Um, Cass. Which is the. Why is this not backing up. You know. here You got Hero. You got Cass. And that's about as deep as you get into. That. I could be wrong. But that's what I see. Um. If you like Big Hero Six and you and your kids want something good, this is this goes right on afterwards. Of course, they have the regular animation, Big Hero Six TV show that you can find at Disney as well. I always think this is a fun series. My son loves it. This is like the movie original Big Hero Six is the movie I've seen more in my life than any other movie because my son was two. That was his first movie and he loved it. And I watched it nine times with him. And now I think it's eleven. Um. So rounding up the last one of this month is going to be the bad guys. Um, my son got into the book at school. Um, it's really interesting animation. I like it. It's a different type of animation coming from. Uh, I was trying to see if it was just from a certain studio, but I guess it isn't. Um, it's got Sam Rockwell. Mark Maron, Aquafina, Craig Robinson, Anthony Ramos, Richard Iode, Zazie Beetz, Alex Bornstein. Um, this is a pretty funny movie. I mean, it's talking about why bad guys always have to be bad guys. You know, you got the wolf, you got the shark, you got all the people people are afraid of. Um. It's a kid movie. It's kid friendly, but it's also got a lot of adult stuff. It's funny. Um, 
After a lifetime of legendary heists, notorious criminals Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Shark, and Miss Tarantula are finally caught. To avoid a prison sentence, the animal outlaws must pull off their most challenging con yet, becoming model citizens, under the tutelage of their mentor, Professor Marmalade. The dubious gang sets out to fool the world. They're turning good. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, it's like an Ocean's Eleven kind of twist to it as well. Um, I'm, I'm feeling Mr. Wolf is very George Clooney. Watch your kid. I guess kids of all ages and adults. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's been in the theaters, but it hasn't done great. I, I, certain, if you're not a Pixar, you don't get a hundred million or more. Um, it's well worth watching with your kids. Uh, I think it just came over to Peacock because we had rented it from Redbox. And then I was checking Peacock yesterday, and it's now it's on Peacock. So, it's well worth watching. Um, I still like Redbox, because you can, you can get a movie for less than two bucks, and if you rent it once or twice, they suddenly start sending you dollar coupons, so you're renting movies. Like, when we got Morbius, we rented it for 72 cents. Um, I know a lot of people want to just do streaming. Man, I still got a DVD player. It's just, it's cheaper. Don't you know? Stop getting rid of physical media. That's how you can be manipulated by getting rid of everything. You can't keep track of stuff if people erase stuff. And But anyway, hopefully in the next month, hopefully this world doesn't go to bigger shit. Um, I apologize. That's why I've delayed me even making this because the last week or two, my head's been spinning with us all this crazy crap. Um... Like I said, July 4th, there was just a shooting. But let's protect the rights of guns. But we can't... They're like, well, we're protecting the rights of unborn children. That's why they have laws of, like, 24 weeks. Or, you know, there's a reasons. There's ectopic pregnancies. There's, there's reasons that things have to happen. That's why we have doctors. You know? And, you, and to me, if, if somebody wants to get fixed at an early age, let somebody be fixed. Stop telling them they can't be fixed. And then they end up pregnant and this, this is what happens. You want to sit there and say this crap? You know, um, well, if you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex. Um, yeah, okay, after the age of 16, 18, come on, really? And things happen even when you're careful. And then other things happen, like when you want to have a kid, but you have side effects. Things just stop trying to control people. I mean, we're we're trying to be a better society, but yet we're going backwards in our laws. Anyways, you enjoy your week, hopefully your month. Um, hopefully things will change, I don't know. And stop saying that one side's defending you more than the other because the other side has not defended you when these laws are allowed to be crossed. When... The, all these laws have been talked about and, you know, I think some of us have gotten numb from the fact we've heard it so long. Well, they're going to take away this and they never did. And now they have. And you're like, well, we can't stop. Yeah, you can stop them. It's not just about voting. Oh, there's so much more. There's. Anyways, I'll quit bitching and you have a nice week, month, year, whatever you have. Later.